Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR's Radio Xbox Podcast. As always, we throw up the X. Yes. Because we are about to go now. <laughs> we throw up the mini X. <laughs> wow. I am your host, Eddie B. Joining me, Corey. Make sure that I am pointed at the right time, <laughs> at the right person. Because every time I was like, our wise Wisconsin died, and then I'll point to like you. It did. Just do this, then you can you can't go wrong. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, oh. Jesse, and if you're watching the video, Jesse's on the right, Ed's in the middle, and Corey's on the left. Okay, so now that I'm on here, I must be pointed at you still. Yeah, you are. Okay, I need. <laughs> okay. In case that- you guys were wondering. We don't do this in a room together. We use the internet. <laughs> love, Join- love, love the internet. Yes. Joining me is my wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hello, good sir. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the subtle, the subtle, well, hello there, sir. Yes. <laughs> and of course, it's Bossman himself from the NGR Radio Headquarters. Mr. Corey Derrick. It's me. I'm drinking water because I figured since the we Gulf recorded map. three episodes today, three monsters in a four-hour period was a bad idea. Yeah. Flush all the toxic toxins from your system. Yeah. I don't want, okay. my, I don't want my pee to be neon green when I go next. <laughs> Why not? It's fun in the black light. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. You know... The scary thing is that Jesse knows too much about this, and we're just I, like, uh, yeah, yep. Well, I've been, I've been drinking Monster like as like as my main uh, liquid intake since it came out. Wow, <laughs> I feel, that's why I, I got a tattoo way. of the Monster. Oh, um. <laughs> oh boy! Yes. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. We're just having our regular ocean and again, but we're gonna get back into the show. As always, we're gonna start off in what's been our, our in our arsenal. So, Corey, I'm gonna start with you. What's been in your arsenal, dude? Uh let's see. Um okay, I'm just gonna talk about the games that I've been playing that are available on Xbox, but I haven't necessarily been playing them on Xbox. I'm sorry guys. Uh I've been playing Super Meat Boy. And uh, let me tell you what, man, that game, that game is fantastic. Uh, I've been trying to A plus every level. I've played that game for five hours now. I'm only on the third world because I keep trying to A plus every level and I refuse to move on. I refuse (laughs) to move on until I get that A plus on that level. And uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. I love Super Meat Boy, but... This week, I found a game. Well, I didn't find the game. I heard about it on the Nintendo Direct Mini that was on the 11th. Uh, Celeste. A, it is a... If you are a fan of Super Meat Boy at all, Celeste is... The, you need to play Celeste. It is like... Yes. It, dude, this game is... It's got beautiful animations. It's got beautiful art. It's got beautiful uh, mechanics. The mechanics... The one complaint I have about Super Meat Boy is that it's really floaty. Like, <laughs> Super Meat Boy feels floaty sometimes. And Celeste has, like, the only other controls I can compare it to is, like, a really good Mario game with a dash, with a dash mechanic. And it is 
it is fantastic. I've fallen in love with this game. It is my it is the first game I've put on my official 2018 game of the year selection. Like it is nice. it's on my like I mean I know it's only only the fourth week of the year but uh on my 2018 games of games I think might be game of the year Celeste is the first one and it I think it's going to remain at the top for a while. Uh it's that good. Uh, the music is great. The mechanics are great. The characters are funny. It's a platformer that's trying to tell a story. And like you, I got, so I got to this camp. I forgot to mention this on Pal block, but I got to this campsite and there's just this guy hanging outside of this tent and this bon and this bonfire. And you like start a conversation with him. And then when the conversation ends, every time you go back, like, it's kind of like, uh, branching conversation not, not branching conversations but like one conversation ends and then when you talk to him again a different conversation starts and mm -hmm. then as soon as like the last thing he's he just yells yolo really loud when you're telling <laughs> you're telling him about climbing this mountains to conquer your demons <laughs> and he's just like he just yells it like really loud he's like yolo and it's like in text but you can tell he's yelling because it's, it's shaking and everything so it was really funny and uh, I was stuck in this room until about five seconds ago before we started recording. Uh, I I got to this point where, so the story of the game, you're playing this character, Madeline, and she's fighting, like, inner demons and to, like, uh, to fight her inner demons, she decides to f climb this the mountain Celeste. So, like, you're climbing the mountain, and I got to the first point where you're fighting an inner demon, and it chases you through this really hard section of the map. And like you're get going through and going through. And you get to this room where there's no exit. And the entrance you came in from is shut off. And there's there's four blue lights. And then once you activate four the four of them, the fifth one goes off and unlocks the door to the next area. And last night I probably tried it like probably 30 or 40 times and i was like i'm so tired i cannot do this right now and i like right before we started recording i did it on my second try i'm like holy crap i just did it i can't wait to talk about it on the podcast and now i'm on to the next area so uh man it's it is a good game i if you like if you're listening to this i assume you own an xbox one or a pc like buy this game this is this is a must buy for like 2D platforming fans, fans of Super Meat Boy. Like, I I know it's getting perfect scores, and I so far it's well deserving of some of those perfect scores. Like the music's great, the mechanics are great, the level design is great, the pixel art is fantastic. So, Celeste is the game. Yeah. Yes. All right. Also. Cool. Also. Uh, next, like in the coming weeks, I want to get, I'm, I'm preparing my Xbox. I'm preparing my Xbox for Xbox centric stuff. So like, yes, I have, I have like, I already have master chief collection and halo five and gears of war four downloaded on my Xbox right now. I'm, I have, I have rainbow six siege, which I have rainbow six siege. Gosh, I hate both of you. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> That's a different kind of X. Uh, Jesse's getting X rated over there. Uh, but anyways, I uh, I I have right now on my Xbox. I have Rainbow Six Siege. I have Gears of War Four, Halo Five. Uh, I currently re-downloaded the Division because <laughs> I want to. I want to play that again. Cause, did like, you finish it, Corey? Did I finish? I finished it on PlayStation, but I got it on Xbox because a bunch of my friends are playing it on Xbox. Yeah. So uh, I have it there. Uh, Destiny 2 it, is still on my Xbox. I don't really know why. I'm not really planning on going back to it. But uh, And Jesse, you have the Division also, right? On Xbox? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been kind of wanting to get back into it. But I just, I'd rather, it's one of those games where I haven't really gotten to enjoy playing it with other people yet. And I think if I if we all were to get together and play it, I'd definitely enjoy it a lot more like i mean i like the game but i i would enjoy it more that way i think yeah yeah uh uh yeah we'll let's set up a, we'll set a date for that one because i have it and i kind of want to go through go maybe next through. weekend we can try to do something sweet okay. yes so uh because uh saturday i'm going out of town during the day but i'm off that night so uh maybe we can maybe we can try to do something by then um, yes. what else do i have on there i doubt and i'm prepping for sea of thieves and like game pass specifically like i'm i'm trying to get my xbox multiplayer arsenal x oh my gosh you got pirate <laughs> I, I, i'm really prepping the multiplayer aspect of my xbox so we can finally start doing stuff together uh, so yeah that's that's kind of where my Xbox is at right now. Multiplayer. Nice. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to jump in uh, with what I've been playing. Uh, once again, everybody, I ignore my Xbox, but I have a purpose. Um, play Uncharted 4, uh, the Lost Legacy uh, DLC, finished at a two days. Um, it's like it's around eight hours worth of playtime. Um, it still has some problems. It's an uncharted game, unfortunately. Um, but I enjoy Chloe and Nadine's adventure. I enjoyed the story. Um, the gunfights are still a terrible mess in that game. Um, still looks beautiful. Uh, I could see Uncharted Five featuring these two characters, like them taking over for the series. Um, you don't, it just, you don't think Uncharted would be like you don't think whatever Uncharted Five is, even though I don't think Uncharted Five is coming like anytime soon. But you don't think that that would be featuring the character that's at the end of Uncharted Four? No spoilers, because it's kind of important to some PlayStation fans, I guess. Uh, and no, they, it doesn't need that character. You don't think it would feature the bro- uh, Drake's brother? What's his name? Sam. He uh because of the DLC, he'll probably be in it. Um, uh, I believe that that. But not that like I'm opposed to having Nadine and and Chloe specifically. I would love to have a whole Uncharted series, uh, surrounding Chloe. I think she's a fascinating character. But like, you know, I, I honestly like. In terms of, I, I, hold on before you go. Before you go, because reason why I I don't really want you to mention anything, because I don't know how far you are in the game. 
so that's why I don't want to mention uh, a, a, a particular thing. So that's why I say we're Uncharted 5 in this DLC. All right, Jay Z. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to cut you no, off, but uh, I kind of, I, unless you, unless you got to a certain point in that, in the Lost Legacy, that's why I don't want to bring it up because I don't know how far you got into the game. No, I haven't gotten very far at all. But like in terms of <laughs> what I played, like I liked it better than anything I played in Uncharted Four. Yes, that that but I, I like, will agree. But like when I started playing it, like I there was so much. Uh, we had talked about Uncharted Four for so long, and like you know, Ray, friend of the show Ray Osorio, like he loves Uncharted, and like for for some weird reason, Uncharted was just around everywhere, and I was so tired of hearing about it that like when I finally got around to playing Lost Legacy, I was like. I don't want more Uncharted right now. Like, I just, I'm tired of Uncharted. <laughs> but, like, well, at the same time, it's like, I thought it was better than what I played of Uncharted 4. Because, like, I personally, I, dude, I think Uncharted 4 is, like, despite how great it looks and how, like, amazing the tech is in that game, like, I just don't think Uncharted 4 is, is, 2 and 3 are way better games than Uncharted 4. Uh, I would still put Uncharted 4 at, like, Uncharted 1 levels of, like, how much I enjoyed it. We know how you feel about Uncharted. I'm telling my Uncharted feelings right now, Ed. I respect your feelings. I'm leaving it at uh, that. I, just, um, I was just saying that I think Uncharted 2 is definitely the best Uncharted game. And Lost Legacy was giving me the feelings of how I felt when I was playing Uncharted 2. As Edward slowly crunches a chip, and so he doesn't pick it up on his. Bicycle. It's actually a meatball from a sausage from a pizza. Oh, well, whatever. It's all the same thing. It's all the same garbage, and it all comes out brown. So, pretty much, yeah. Unless you're sick, then it's probably green or runny or something. I don't. Know. Well, or unless you're eating the uh, black burger octopus egg one bus no, from Burger gross. King. No, gross. Then it's actually blue good. Or purple. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually good. They taste like a whopper. You don't even taste like anything. This just black bread. That's it. Um, but yeah, uh, I I put a lot of time into that game. Um, it was good. Uh, moved on to Yakuza Zero. Uh, have having fun with that. Kind of trying to get get more to that. I do want to visit where we play for Xbox One. Um, I, I'm just going to probably start doing what you're doing, Corey, lining up some games, because I got a big backlog on my Xbox One, and I really need to, f- to finish it, because what's going to end up happening is I'm going to look at DMC or Rise of the Tomb Raider and pop it in and be like, okay, let me just play this, because I need something to play. And I got tons of games, on, like Ocean Horn, I need to finish on my Xbox One. I need to finish Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, and Oxafree. I gotta finish Oxafree. I think that's gonna be the game that I need to finish. I'm getting yelled at about Oxafree, so that's why. Um, why are you getting yelled at about Oxafree? Because I haven't finished it. Oh and gosh, dude, uh, I don't even. I don't understand that game. I don't understand why everybody has such a hard on for that game. Sorry. It's it's a game that I need to play and finish. I need to work on. You lost Odyssey and Black Dragon. Yeah. Um, 
Blue Dragon, not Black Dragon. Dang. Jeez. <laughs> I've been getting like titles of games wrong. Just uh if you if you watched uh the Tinder Pop block, I said Dragon uh <laughs> Dragon Ball Quest. These all sound like these all sound like really bad porn parodies. Yeah, <laughs> quest <laughs> ball builders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Black Dragon. <laughs> Man. Some of Photoshop. We got some people who out there. Oh, please don't Photoshop Black Dragon. I don't want to know what that porn parody is like. It's probably like a kung fu movie or something. Like for the two dollar bin. Oh jeez. Some Nikasha artists. Do you want me to Photoshop Black Dragon for you, Ed? Yeah. It's not Don't. fire, it's spitting. Yep. Hope parents aren't listening to this show with their kids around. <laughs> it's water. It's water, kids. It's water. It's a water gun. It's just uh, a super soaker. <laughs> right. I've been playing a lot of Switch games, so graceful explosion machine. Beginning and far to that, uh, just love that arcade action. Love just, just love just dying soccer replay that level so I could be better at it. Just like ah yes, I'm frustrated. I feel frustrated, but I'll get it this time, and I keep getting. I and I'll do it, and I beat it, and it's just a great feeling that yes, I beat you phase. Now on to the next phase. So I am enjoying that and the challenge that they're on. Uh, kind of love the punishment. Just really love it. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I've been playing. Uh, trying to get my characters up to level 80 um, before I finish that game. Just only on chapter 4, so I got 6 more to go. Um, but enjoy everything about that. Um, as I mentioned that I did pick up Lost, uh, Lost uh, Sphere. Um, started playing that. Um, it is a mix between I of Setsuna and the Chrono Trigger. And it is good. I'm, I'm not going to knock it. It is, it is pretty good. I'm still like in the intro part of to it. And kind of like this battle system where in Chrono Trigger, you were, you, of course, you met the enemy and you just went in an attack and stuff. But in this one, when you meet the enemies, you could, if you, whatever character that you're playing, you can move around and then um, with your left uh, trigger and then your right trigger on your switch uh, is for the and is for like this red little dot to select the characters that you own. Like you could walk up to them, or if you're a melee, uh, uh, if you have a melee attack, or if you have um, a long distance attack, you are able to move around so you can line up your shot and hit multiple enemies with that one attack. So um, it's really fun. Uh, just really cool. Uh, it 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 will remind you of ISS sooner, and it kind of feel like that, like they copy and paste ISS sooner, just change some things. But it's a really good game. I I am really enjoying that game. Um, I do plan to get Master Hunter World for PlayStation Four and Xbox One, uh, because I want to play with you guys, uh, and other people around the world. Not you, Corey and Jesse, but uh, oh, for you. Yeah, well, for you listeners and uh, you viewers, if you did pick it up for Xbox One, um, I do want to play with you. Or if you didn't pick it up for Xbox, but you have for PlayStation 4, I also want to play with you guys. So um, 
I planned on doing that. So that's what I that's what's been in my arsenal. But I'm gonna head it up to Jesse because he got some great games that he's played for his uh arsenal. Um and I kinda want you to start with Joe. I'm gonna start with Joe two main ones that you've been playing and then end it with the special, special game that you've been playing. Yeah, I've I actually and I actually um did I remembered I, I also played earlier this week. I did go back and because uh, Super Meat Boy is is backwards compatible from three 360. So I did play that a little bit, and I'm kind of like you, Corey. Like, I didn't get very far in the game because I wanted to just get everything. And so, and like, it does like almost feel like the ice levels in Mario, like where you're kind of like, like slide easily, like uh, along the ground, like when you're running, you know, yeah, or rolling in his case or whatever it is. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it's definitely something I'd have to get used to yet because I, because I, I'm t- I typically don't get into games that are like that kind of too floaty feeling, but it's it's just because I'm I'm just not used to it. But it isn't. It really is a decent game, though. Like I do, I did enjoy it. I played it a little bit, but I I just got had other things <laughs> that I wanted to put more time into this week. So, but um, I so I played that, and then I played um. I, my friend brought over his uh, 1X, and I played some PUBG on that the other day, and I really like that game a lot. I like I like uh, Fortnite's you know battle royal mode, but I do like like I like the PUBG better over it only because I like the whole idea of like it's kind of feels like playing almost like a battlefield game. But you're picking up your parts and your guns instead of just starting out with them. So, like, I like the whole idea of, like, being able to get uh, pieces for, you know, like, attachments and stuff for the guns. And, you know, being able to kind of just upgrade certain things. Or, like, your backpack you can upgrade to hold more, you know, ammunition. And I like the whole idea that, like, you have vehicles and they start out with gas in them. But you can also pick up gas cans that if your vehicle runs out of gas, you can uh, fill it back up again with a gas can. And and uh, I don't know, I just like everything about it. I just really like the uh, like the setup of the map and everything too is really nice. Like I like how it has open areas, but they usually try to put a lot of trees or things that you can kind of get cover behind. And yeah. areas, so then it's not like you're completely just running out in the middle of the open, and which I mean, you know, you do kind of have areas like that, but it's usually I feel like they were kind of hilly, so it wasn't like you had just a straight shot, you know, at anyone trying to run in an open area. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I played that a little bit, and I I did really enjoy it, and I probably will pick it up. Um probably pretty soon um just because no. it, they did fix a lot of the issues it seemed like so i didn't really notice any like really you know aggravating issues that that would make me not want to play it so no, like, now, I, quick question 
Um, yeah. when you die in that game, or when you, cause don't you get a one chance to get like revive or anything like once you go down? Yeah, you you can get revived from yeah from a friend or whatever. Um, if they're you know they're close by, kind of like battle royal was. So there's like a time like where you're kind of bleeding out or whatever until mm-hmm. you get you get uh, helped, or otherwise if someone t- you know starts shooting you and finishes you off. So it's like almost everything in the in the game is basically exactly like battle royal. The only difference is is battle royal. You can build stuff for cover, and 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 uh, PUBG you can get attachments and kind of things to alter your weapons to try to make them better or whatever. Like okay. you know, I mean, like Fortnite's kind of way around that was giving you. Uh, like you could pick up the same gun, but it it could be a different like, it would be better or whatever. Like I think they're have different color, stats. Yeah, each color I think was a you know like a different stat or something like that. I don't okay. quite know for sure. I never really did look much into that. Like which colors I want to pick up, I just would basically pick up whatever and just go out and try to you know try to survive. But and uh, one last question. Um. If you die, do you have to stay there and watch the whole match, or can you start a whole new game with everybody else? Yeah, no, you, you, if you wanted to, you can stay and watch, but it, just like Fortnite, just like the Battle royal mode for Fortnite, you just hold down, I think, the B button, and then you can exit back to the, uh, to the main menu and start a new match right away. So, okay. I mean, it's it's quick pace. It's, you know, boom, like a second that you die, you can just quick start up another one. And, you know, and, and both games are kind of have that same, like, you know, if you're, if your buddy is still playing, well, then obviously, you know, you can just stay and watch until he's done. I mean, you technically, I think you could just exit back to the main menu and wait for your friend to be done. But, you know, obviously, you if you're playing together, you usually want to just wait, but. But yeah, like, cause me and my friend just played as a as a, a duo or whatever, and just the two of us kind of worked together to try to you know try to survive. Like we would you know each take different buildings and search them for stuff, and then say, hey, you know, do you have a, a sh- do you have like a vest or a level two vest or whatever? And because I already have one, there's another one over here if you want mm-hmm. it. You know, so you just basically communicate and kind of you know you split up a li- initially to to load up on weapons and then kind of try to get back together to to help out each other out so um yeah i i was i was pretty impressed with it i really did enjoy it a lot so um i do think it's kind of it is a better game just like fortnite to play as a group as a you know as a team or whatever just because it's you know like Everyone kind of was, and I don't know if maybe every single mode that you pick, like when you pick duo mode or whatever, if mm-hmm. if that's everyone is teamed up with someone. I don't know for sure how that works, but um, yeah, I I, didn't, I really enjoyed it. So and I, and like I said, they it seems like they fixed a lot of the issues that that we had been hearing about. At least I didn't experience any. So. You know, like the the only thing there, like my friends on when I was playing on my friend's Xbox, like a little like symbol would pop up saying that there was like a slow internet connection or something, uh-huh. and and I don't know if that was due to us 
both playing on the same internet connection or what, you know. But even with us both playing on one internet connection, I really didn't have much problems. So, you know, like lag or any of that kind of stuff. So, so I mean, I, it really seemed to be working pretty well. But, um, and then also I, I played a little bit of uh, Call of Duty World War Two, and I'm really enjoying that game. It's like I haven't enjoyed a, a Call of Duty game, you know, in a long time, and I really do enjoy that game. And, it, you know, it's I really like how they set it up and, like, the weapons and, you know, and the attachments and things. Like, that's the thing that I missed in, in uh, with Battlefield 1 is they didn't really have anything for attachments in that game because they tried to make everything, like, feel like just bare bones, you know? like try to make it really feel like it was, you know, during World War One or whatever. Um so so yeah, that was fun. And then yeah, and then the big the big game <laughs> I stuck uh <laughs> stuck like six plus hours into playing the Sea of Thieves uh beta, beta. and yes. that game is fun. Like I I'm hoping that this is like moving forward that this is the like how it's going to be but like uh I feel like everyone that I like cuz a couple of times when I played it it was just me and I teamed up with three other random people you know that were playing or whatever yeah um you know at first and I got teamed up with people that like right off the bat the first guy uh group that I got teamed up with the one guy's like, hey, you know, I've been playing this for a little while. He's like, you know, because I, I was asking a question about something, like how you do something or whatever, because, you know, it took a little bit to try to figure out, you know, like how to do everything and how everything works. And, you know, I just mentioned something, and one of the guys on my team said, hey, he's like, well, you know, like we're, we're kind of in a safe place right now. You know, like, do you want me to go over stuff with you? And just like... He basically broke everything down, like how to do things and, you know, and like how to, like what, what ropes on the boat you use to like turn the sails and, and which ones you use to raise and lower or, uh, lower and, and raise the sails and, and like, you know, like went over all the things and like was basically telling me how to, like how you read your maps and, you know, and how everything works. And, and, you know, everyone that I got teamed up with that I played with just seemed to be really cool about it and like, you know, have fun and like, you know, just all around be, you know, be good about it and not just, you know, screw around and kind of you know, just be a, a jerk about, about things because unfortunately a lot of times when you're playing multiplayer online games, you can run into some, you know, some real losers. So, yeah. so I, like, I, I have nothing but good things to say about like that part of it. The whole, like playing with other people has been uh, a very enjoyable experience and I'm hoping moving forward when the game like is released, that it kind of stays that way and i have a feeling just the way the game is that you kind of that i think it will kind of get rid of those people that that just aren't fun to play with online because because like it's such a team 
experience. Like you really have to work as a team if you want to be able to enjoy it at all. So if someone just goes on there and thinks that they can just screw around and not, you know, do anything with the team, well, first off, they're just going to get left behind on an island or whatever because we'll just be like, hey, you know, you want to go off and screw around and not work with us, then so be it. <laughs> you know, we'll just take the ship and go or whatever. But if that does, let's say that does happen, like if you have some guy who decides to be a jerk and, you know, we're off trying to find the treasure and he decides to just take the boat and leave, well, they're like once you're far enough away from the boat, you can go in the water and then there's usually like a mermaid or a merman mm-hmm. um, floating in the water holding like a lantern. And if you go up to them and press X, then it will um, it will trans uh, transport you back to the boat wherever it is. So that, oh, wow. that you know, they kind of built in. You know, they kind of thought of everything really. Like they're, it's just such a well done game, and they've kind of thought of like all scenarios. Like, like part of the game, it, like part of the mechanics of the game are also like a like a survival game where um like if you get you know hit by uh like cannons or you run into the rocks you know too much with your boat you can rip a hole in the side of your boat and then you have to fix it and so like you've got like a certain amount of of materials on your boat that you can use but as you use them, they run out. And so therefore you have to either like take out other ships and steal their, their materials, or you can find like randomly, there'll be like birds flying around in in a big group, like in the middle of the ocean. And that usually means that there's like either a shipwreck there or like there can just be like random big cluster of, uh, barrels of, um, materials floating out in the sea and you can just like throw your anchor down and then just jump off and grab as much of the materials as you can and then bring them back to the boat and fill up your your barrels of materials on your ship so then you have more so like they they've really did a good job making it like where you have enough materials to survive but they also make it accessible to try to find more if you start running low Mm -hmm. and so like the one one of the guys that we were teamed up with he he didn't like he didn't want to play like the way you're supposed to play and like he just started like wasting our cannonballs just shooting at, at like nothing for no reason and so you can actually go into your menu and then you click on the there's a um thing in your menu that says crew and then in there it shows you the name of all the people in your four party and then uh you can all vote to to lock them up in the the cage that's down in the bottom of your boat (laughs) so so we all we all voted to lock them in the in the cage because he was wasting all of our materials until he you know calmed down and and you know started playing correctly so he's just down there playing his instrument playing music because you can you've got like a little guitar type thing 
and an or an accordion that you can play you know do you have certain tunes you can play on it yeah so he's just down there in the cell in the locked up in the cage just playing music and then eventually he's like hey let me out or we're like okay are you gonna you're gonna actually you know help us out and not waste our materials now and so then he finally did play play good with us you know, and actually help us out, but, but, you know, it's just things like that, that are just hilarious, and just, it's just so good that they, you know, kind of thought of those things to kind of make the experience, like, that, that much, uh, more fun, but, um, that's fun. yeah, and like, and as far <laughs> as, like, like, doing the treasure hunts were a lot of fun, like, I mean, they weren't, they weren't super, like, difficult, but, but I mean, they, they are, you kind of, once you start a, um, a mission, you are kind of, uh, out for the long haul. Um, it usually would bring us to like, I don't know, maybe three or four islands, you know, mind you, they were kind of, you know, usually fairly close in proximity, but what's nice is you have these islands that are kind of like it's a safe haven or whatever where you could go there and then there's shops there that you can and this so like to kind of i mean i don't know how it's going to be in the in the uh, full game release but mm -hmm. like we you know one of the things we wondered about was um you know how was your um your customization of your character going to be and as far as the beta goes the way they set it up is you've got shops kind of, you know, kind of like uh, destiny and stuff. You've got like shops everywhere for certain, you know, each kind of thing. Yeah. And so like you can go to the one shop and you can buy, you know, costumes for your character. And then you go to the other shop and you can like upgrade like your shovel. So when it's, when you're digging up treasure, it takes less uh, scoops into the ground to dig it up. Or like the one of the guys that I was playing with the other day said that the uh, compass that you start out with, if if you're in a storm, like by a lightning storm, because they have some really cool looking storms that are happening on the water, like when you're you know driving through the water and stuff. Yeah. And um, it, like if you're in a storm, your compass will actually just start spinning around. And like not be accurate because of the the uh, electrical storm going on, you know, from the lightning and stuff. And so you can upgrade your compass to uh, combat that, so it doesn't like screw up like during storms and things like that. And then like they, I bought like they had a gun. It was called the Blender Bus or something like that, and it was a it's a shotgun. So. But, like, the basic guns that you start out with are a pistol, a sword, and then a sniper-type gun. Like, that's a musket. Like, and, and all it is is, like, a little glass. Like, it's there's not much for, like, a, a, a iron sight or, a, you know, a reticle or whatever. It's just kind of like a crack piece of glass. So I'm guessing in the in the full game they'll probably have like upgrades of a lot of those guns like if you want a better a better sight on it and stuff like that. But um yeah, and then let's see what else is like there was oh the sharks and stuff. You like there's there's sharks in the water and things like that. 
but that safe haven anyways where they have the shops and then there's a guy that you can go to and um that's where you trade in your treasure chest and then that that converts into uh money that you get for your character to use to buy things Mm -hmm. and then you can also buy like you go to him then and then you use that money to either buy you know things for your character or you can buy uh new new uh objectives like places to go to go you know treasure maps you get and or you get um some of them are treasure maps it will be like a, a picture of the island and then have red x's on it and then you've got to go on the big map down in like the on the like the first set, uh floor of the uh the boat there's a big table that's got a map thing on it and then you can kind of use your your um your triggers and joystick to kind of zoom in and out and move it around and try to find the island that you're looking for and then you can kind of mark it and usually then what you'll do is like um have like someone will sit at that table or whatever and kind of like look at the map and then say hey you know you need to go southwest or and then so then whoever is uh uh you know driving the ship then can kind of know which direction they got to go in and stuff like that and so you kind of all have to work together because then one person's doing that one person's driving and then you've got to have people constantly you know tilting the sails to try to catch the wind and the sails so you can go faster and you know like people that try to like if you get the holes in the bottom of them then you got to like bail water out and we had to do that quite a bit i actually it was funny we could not for the life of us figure out why our boat kept on filling up with water like down in the bottom even though all the holes had been filled up mm-hmm. well it turns out uh one of the chests that that we picked up was had this like like a woman's face on it and it, it was called like the the maiden of sorrow i think it was, was the name of the treasure chest and she was and, crying yeah she would cry every once in a while so then that water from her tears was going into the bottom of our boat filling it up so that, so that's why our ship was filling up with water and we couldn't figure out why why it was filling up with water and so like yeah, there's really unique treasure chests. Like, there's one that when you pick it up, you get all, like, drunk. Like, the the screen starts, like, wobbling. And, yeah. like, you can't walk straight when you're carrying it until you drop it, you know, down. Like, once you set it down, then you go back to normal. But when you're carrying it, you get all drunk and you can't walk forward. So, like, you're trying to stumble around and bring it back to the ship. So, like, there, like seriously that game is so amazing like they they thought of everything like they just there's just so many like unique things to it that just make it such a a fun experience and like i'm definitely looking forward to playing it with you guys so the delays the it seems like the delays was worth it oh yeah 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 definitely yeah and it was and i'm glad that they uh extended the uh the beta. the uh, beta for you know for until Wednesday I think so. Okay. Now, but thank I, you. I, I oh, do have. Go ahead. Sorry, I have I have like one question though. Only thing that like really concerns me 
and like I heard this on a couple other shows, and like I'm really looking forward to see a thieves, but it doesn't really seem like there's ever a safe space like a like a tower in Destiny, you know, where there's like not anybody really attacking you and like in Sea of Thieves it seems like people can shoot you while you're at a vendor or shoot you like pretty much anywhere. Like if you're not like looking out, you know. Is that are you did you experience anything like that within the beta? Um no, I think I think from what I understand right now, I believe they they um the way it's set up is I believe there's four different factions playing on the map at once. So like, I don't know what that's going to mean going forward when you want to play as a big, like a big group of people. If like, you're going to just be able to like kind of each have to have your own ship and like kind of move in a convoy. Like if it's only going to be four people per ship, and then if you're in a party, then each, like, let's say you have a party of four people, you would each have to have your own ship. I don't know for sure how that's going to be, but I think they kind of are, are trying to make it where there's not too much going on on one map at once for that reason. That, yes, you can run into each other at any time, and yes, you can get attacked, while while you're at places bringing stuff but i think they're they're gonna try to do it in a way that not too many like it's not completely saturated to the point of where you can't do anything without getting killed all the time and you know never be able to get anywhere okay so i think that i think that's basically what they're gonna do to combat that that like whole thing is is that they're just going to try not to saturate the maps with too many people. So, so they'll like, they'll just have a lot of like lobbies, you know, like you would have in a, you know, a call of duty game or whatever. There's, you know, one map with four different, you know, sets of people or whatever. And then that way it's not too many people that you're having to deal with all at once. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, you know, how exactly they're going to do it moving forward. But as of now, I mean, it, in mind you, I'm playing at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning or whatever. So, so, I mean, you know, who knows how many other people were in the same area that we were when I was playing, but we did run into other ships, you know, at times and, you know, have to shoot back and forth and usually a lot of the times people don't want to risk it if they have a bunch of stuff on their boat they'll they'll fire at you and they'll try to do some damage and then usually run away because they don't want to risk you know risk it but you know but if you're like us at the time and you don't have any any you know gold or anything on your ship anyways and you figure well hey no you're not gonna run away from us <laughs> and then <laughs> try to take them out. but but yeah it's it i don't know the way the way they had it set up it didn't seem seem like saturated and it seemed to be just fine so okay like i but, like i i don't mind like them i don't mind other people like chasing me down while we're out in the open sea and like i get that's the game but like 
my only concern was like I've been hearing that even when you're just in like vendor areas, like people can come up on you and attack you or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, that I feel like there should be like at least one sort of like safe space for you to go. But I mean, I'm that's not going to prevent me from like getting the game and enjoying it. Or yeah. I just, just and I, and I think, I think the idea is, is like as a pirate, that's just like the way it would be is it would just be kind of relentless. Right. But I, I feel like, I feel like though at the same time, again, I, I think a lot of people are going to kind of be respectful at that, you know, at that situation, because they also as well have stuff to lose. Right. And I'm sure you will have people that will try to attack you. But, but at the same time, I don't know that it's going to be common. Like there will always be those people, I'm sure. But, but I think everyone's like, you know, we've sailed this far and we've got to this point. And in like I like I was kind of touching on before, like that's the nice thing is like when you're in the middle of a of a um a voyage or whatever you want to call it, like you if you you know go to the the second or third stop of of like the four or five places that you may need to go to finish the objective, um you can at any time if you found a bunch of of uh chess you can bring it to one of the safe uh and that's the thing there's a couple of islands that you can trade them in at so it's not just one place right so that also like makes it so like you may not be going to the same island as someone else to turn your stuff in so so like you you can bring it in and turn it in though at any any time that you want and then go back onto your boat and continue and then I guess one other thing too to touch on that I didn't really get a uh, talk about was like when you die, you go like we've seen in the previews, you kind of go on this ghost ship, and then like you wait a little bit and for it to load, and then like there's this door on the on the boat that kind of busts open, and then it's like a big portal, and you just jump into the portal, and then it will uh, respawn you back on your ship. So, so like, and like if your ship, if your ship breaks and it gets destroyed, um, you can find one of those, uh, those mermaids in the water and you can go to it and then it will, um, it will respawn you back to a new ship and then you just have to start all over again, going to wherever it was that you were going, but it still continues your mission. So, so like they, they made it where you know, it's not like all hope isn't lost. Like once your ship is gone, you just kind of have to start, you know, back wherever the ship, you know, has to respawn. So, so it's just uh, more, uh, ends up being more of an inconvenience, you know, but, but it's not, it's not completely, you know, over. So, uh, Jesse, we're going to have to pause for a minute. Uh, okay. And I'll be right back, guys. I got to go. My mom wants me to see something. I'll be back. So, okay. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> Let's talk about Ed. Let's talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, such a fun game, though. Is it better? Is it is it better than your experience with like Destiny so far? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. 
I mean, like, like that's that's kind of like the thing they're going for, right? Is like this is going to be like their destiny, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and I, I, it's hard to say like what they're gonna do moving forward in the in the full game, like. But I mean, like as of now, you know, it's it's fairly basic, but but at the same time, it's you know, it's still fun even though it's basic, but. But I feel like, you know, it's kind of like every other game. Like, when they come out with the first game of their franchise, it, it just kind of is basic. And then, they you know, that gives them more to improve and add on in the next game moving forward. You know, after they find out how well it's going to do in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But I mean, so far, I mean, it's all I can see it being a lot of fun playing with friends and stuff. So nice, yeah. I, I'm definitely like I I know it's coming to Game Pass and stuff, and like I was thinking about signing up for Game Pass anyway. But I, I really just want to get the game and just yeah. play it. You know, I wanted to do the beta, yeah. but like this weekend for work was so busy, I just didn't. Yeah, and by the time it, I mean like technically yeah it's what till wednesday you said but yeah i mean yeah i guess you, i could still play it tomorrow and tuesday but. and you the only problem is is yeah like to finish a complete like the very first objective that we had um because like when you start off when you go to the guy on the island where you trade in the the treasure chests um he gives you one objective that's free and that's your kind of your starting off one when you you know you're new to the game you get to do that free one first right and it took us to like four you know like five it was either five or six different places that we had to go to before it was over before it was done and so like i'd say it probably need to at least invest 2 hours or so you know like i think it probably took maybe about an hour just to you know do all the different island stuff not including like you know fooling around and you know how long it takes you to find the treasure chests and stuff like that and figure out the the puzzles and all that so so i'd say probably a good two hours to really get a a a full experience of it you know at a in one sitting so Yeah, I don't, maybe I'll maybe I'll download maybe I'll download the beta tomorrow while I'm at work and then try something tomorrow night or Tuesday if I can. I just yeah, like I'm really looking forward to the to it, and the more and more I watch, the more I get excited to play it. I just I I just oh man, I just I want to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we? I'm oh, sorry, guys. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> That's sorry. all right. <laughs> well, mom was calling me to watch something, so I had to go. What you're doing in her household, you do what she says. I'm a good boy. So. Okay, let's get us get back to the show. So, anything else, Jesse? Uh, about your things? So that's it. No, I I think you know that's I think that's pretty much it. I I just had a lot of fun, and and you know, like I said, I. 
I think like it seems like a lot of the people that were on the beta that I played with and you know complete strangers they're they're all pretty cool to play with and and I just kind of hope moving forward that it stays a, a positive uh, online experience because that you know ultimately is what can make or break a game I feel like a lot a lot of the times these days so okay. that's about it I think. All right. Now here's, well, we're going here's to... the real question. Here, here's the real question. Do I get this controller? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I st- I, I want to get it too. I, I actually am thinking about after I get my uh, one of my friends uh, my the Christmas gift. I, I think I might actually. Uh, get uh, save up for that then and get that because i i do i still need a a new controller too because like i got my titanfall uh one controller but it's the old school one that that i have i have to use the adapter to be able to plug just the regular headset you know into it Mm -hmm. so so i uh i'd like to get a newer one and and have one that a wireless one that i can use for that so and not have to have that adapter to use it. Use my headphones. Okay. All right. So we're going to get to Arsenal's right now. An hour in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to start off with this. Uh, one of the big headlines that for Microsoft this year for right now um, is that Xbox Game Pass is going to do include some of their exclusive titles or release date. A significant change has come to Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass with the announcement that subscribers will be able to access Microsoft Studios Xbox One exclusive titles on their release dates. The first new release to be included is the upcoming Sea of Thieves, which is coming in March. Other games will include State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3, and though they're going to be part of the Game Pass lineup too. Uh, Phil Spencer revealed the news on Major Nelson's blog where he alluded to upcoming and unannounced entries in the Halo, Forza, and Gears of War series, which are also going to be included in Game Pass. Spencer also outlined details about a new Game Pass subscription card, a six-month subscription to the service, which includes complete access to more than 100 games, will be priced at $59.99. But this has brought in some controversy to it. Um, it seems that a particular Australian retailer will be dropping Xbox Ones because they're cheesed off over Xbox Game Pass. So they're not really thrilled about it, but the Innsbruck-based retailer, uh, uh, let's see what their um, gameware, uh, will no longer sell Xbox One consoles due to the Game Pass offering Micro Studios has announced. Um so all the systems will be discontinued through their store. Uh, GameWorld told to, uh, has stated that they had no reason to continue selling Microsoft consoles, as doing so brings zero merit and only expenditure if Microsoft afterwards wants to profit from the marketing of the software only. Who wants to do business alone should should do the work alone, the retailer added. If the quote seems a bit disjointed, it's due to Google Translator. <laughs> Why? Uh, so it seems that uh, uh, GameWare is not going to carry Xbox uh, games or the systems because of 
Game Pass. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Just the people just stop, you know, giving them business. Then screw them. <laughs> I mean, what? look, who? Can, I mean, go ahead. Who? never even heard of the store first of all and i i know it's an australian retailer and it's like well i I live in america i don't care but at the same time it's like (coughs) look it's not like they announced every game was coming to this platform and you're mad because like the four or five games they put out every year you can't sell those copies like what are they get what are they getting off that sale like 20 percent I think so like mm-hmm. oh, it, is five games a re- year really going to make or break your sales of an Xbox? <laughs> like right. I, I feel like if 20% off of five games, four or five games a year is going to mess up your books. Like maybe your business has bigger problems than. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they still would have got some money because people would have came to them to still buy the physical uh, physical game if they don't got Game Pass, or even buy the, su- the subscription. They make money off of gift cards, so why would they just, like, drop it? Yeah. They think, well, yeah. Microsoft could do the work. If they want this, they could do the work alone. Um, Microsoft been doing that system. That's <laughs> my system. Um, they're the one that's paying for the marketing for the game. Heck, they're the one that's making the game. Yeah. They gotta yeah. try to make money back. Like Gangware is not making the not making the game. I mean, at this point, it's like, look, if this is one retailer out of the whole world, but I mean, like, hypothetically, if bigger retailers started following suit, Xbox or Microsoft has a online store. Like, you can just buy the Xboxes straight from them. So, like, that's that's straight profit for Microsoft. Yeah, I'm. It's just like, look. I, I mean, I get it. I I know people like to walk into stores and buy the item and carry it out. And, you know, maybe kids want to look at it in the car on the way home or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, parents want to go in and buy it at Christmas time and put it under their Christmas tree or whatever. But at the same time, it's like Microsoft has a store where you can just buy it straight from them if retailers don't want to carry it. And, you know, maybe that would hurt sales of the box initially. But once people learn, like, okay, maybe someday Sony will have an online store and they'll be able to buy PlayStations from their store. Or, you know, people already buy PCs and PC parts online for gaming. And, you know, 30 years down the road, when people have been doing it for so long, Nintendo will join the club. Uh, But, you know what I mean? Like, I I just... Who cares at this point? There's so many different ways to buy the boxes now. And at that Mm -hmm. point, will we even have boxes? Will... Well, we just have apps on our TVs like they've been talking about for so long. Will we just have like, you know, will Game Pass be on PC? Will Game Pass be other places at this point? So I don't know. I like 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 I've said a lot. I don't know if I probably said it on the show. I, Xbox is about their service and it's not about the box you play on. It's about being in their ecosystem. It's about having Xbox Live. It's about now. It's about being subscribed to Game Pass. Uh, you know, they're trying to get you in the door as a service. And Microsoft and Xbox Live are a service. It doesn't matter the box you play it on anymore. You know, so right. 
I mean, if they if and, they lose in a sale on a box, somebody you somebody they're gonna buy a box somewhere else or play on their PC. Right. So regardless, Microsoft is still gonna make make money, and it's it's weird that. Uh, just like you said, Corey, like the four or five games compared to all like the third party and indie games and stuff. And I know you, Jesse, you find it uh, valuable to you because, you know, you're a family that's on a budget, you know, trying to uh, trying to make things work. And it's good for you because you get a lot of games to select and, and play. But you're playing like a lot of old games and not the new current games on it. Like yeah. you, like oh, I just got DMC. Well, DMC can't kind of came out like what three years when Xbox One first came out. Like that stuff is like oh, so you're not playing anything like consistently new from third party or indie. You're playing like old stuff. Yeah, I'm, and like you know, I'm but I but at the same time, it's kind of nice that like like. It's still like I, you know, I'm gonna play Gears of War. I'm gonna play Halo. I'm gonna play those games, and and I don't know moving forward if if they're gonna they're gonna still uh, include the complete editions. Probably not. I think that's where Microsoft's gonna end up looking to kind of make their money. Is you know, you might still have to pay for for the season passes i don't know yeah but even if even if you're playing halo like even if even if you don't aren't interested in crackdown or sea of thieves or state of decay or even if you're just a gears player or just a halo player like this service being on there like yeah they're gonna probably increase their microtransaction thing which like look they already said all the content in halo is gonna be free for the like from the future on and halo five and beyond, you know? So like say halo six's content is free, like their maps are free and stuff. They're going to nickel and dime you for rec packs. Plus like if halo is the only first party Microsoft game you buy and you're subscribing to the game pass, you're still giving them $120 a year regardless. Yeah. And if you're playing right. online, it's going to be $180 a year. So like, that's $180 that you're giving them for one game already a year. And it's not guaranteed that that game is going to be up for forever. It has a limited time, time slot. Well, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure like most of Microsoft's first-party games, they're going to try to make sure that they're on that service forever. You know, I mean... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only a couple situations where the games won't be on there, like Alan Wake, for example... Uh, you know, they lost the license to the music that's in that game, so they can't yeah. buy that game digitally anymore. And, you know, probably older Forza games have some licensed music in it, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, you can always... I mean, Alan Wake's a special case because the music has so much to do with that story and, and those moments. But, like, you can always replace a soundtrack in Forza or, or you know, if Gears had a licensed song, you could always replace it. You know things netflix Do does that stuff all the time i was watching uh before they took it off i was watching how i met your mother and like i was noticing songs in there that i have on my on garage band and on my macbook like they replaced licensed songs with songs from Mac with MacBook. generic songs yeah so it's like i mean it's a it's not a big deal in terms of like development and stuff and if the, if they're smart like when they did this service, they were, they'd probably be smart enough to be like, 
look, we need to make sure like these games can't come off this service anytime soon, which is why you don't see any Activision licensed stuff on there, which is why you see a lot of older third-party stuff uh, on there. So, I mean, look, the, if these retailers want to stop selling the box, that's fine. People can get it their own way. And, like, Microsoft is smart to get you in the ecosystems. You know, you're already paying for Xbox Live. Now you're going to be able to get into the service with <laughs> with this uh, subscription. And, you know, n not to be, like, companies are greedy, but companies love the subscription model because people lapse on subscriptions all the time. You know, magazines, uh music stuff like that and like look even if you don't turn your xbox on for a month that's still 10 bucks you're giving them right it, right and and so maybe they're probably counting on people signing up for the the service for a month to try out these games and then just forgetting about it because 10 bucks a month is you know in the grand scheme of things really isn't anything you know that's like a couple that's like a 12 pack of pop or something that uh month or whatever you know so i have a feeling that they're gonna ch they they're gonna change their mind sometime down the line because it's gonna be like they're gonna have customers asking them about xbox who don't well, follow the news what i was thinking, and what i was thinking like to that point like if if you're trying to monetize your game like they're gonna leave the base game on the service and you're still gonna have to pay for the expansion packs or something like like jesse said earlier but like and then if you're playing Halo and Gears, they're going to monetize you through skins and uh, weapon uh, uh, skins and, and characters and stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm before you get to your point, I, Jesse, I'm, uh, I'm just saying Gameware is going to probably, they're going to look at, not look at Game Pass, but I think when they get a, uh, of customers coming in demanding that they wish to purchase Microsoft's products from them, I think GameWare is going to change their mind and be like, okay, we got to get this contract with Microsoft again, but it might be too late. Who knows? Of, of trying to sell their system and their games and stuff. Because I'm like, now that you're cutting out Microsoft, it's, I don't know how Nintendo and Sony are strong enough in that store. But they might just put a dent in their business if, if, if they rely on all three parties to make profit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I think it's. I don't think like, I don't think bigger companies are gonna. I don't think like GameStop's gonna stop carrying Xbox. It's too popular, mm -mm. you know. I, I, I just, I don't know what this, this. A retailer situation is and or whatnot but like i mean if you if if like you're gonna get rid of a console because you're not gonna be able to sell four or five games i think <laughs> i think your business models probably needs to change you know so yeah I, it's, yeah oh, that, that's, that's just me that's the th that's the thing is that i feel like like a, like in the grand scheme of it like this is just bad you know bad service on this this uh seller you know this company's you know part that like like you kind of like you said like th this isn't really ultimately gonna you know damage them much at all i don't think because that, there's still too many people who are gonna want to get the you know get the uh digit or the physical copy of it because 
they're like, hey, this is a new game. You know, this is something new. I don't know for sure whether, you know, it's going to be something that I'm always going to play. So I'm going to want to have a physical version of it to sell or like, I don't know that I'm always going to want to pay the $10 a month to have the service. So once the service is shut off, I no longer can play that game. So I want to be able to have it. So no matter what, I can play it or like just playing it. Like, let's say one of the games you want to play it, but you don't want to connect to the internet. Well, if you're not, you know, if the internet's not connected, I'm guessing you can't play that game, you know, that that's through the service or whatever. So, I mean, there's still a lot of reasons for people to want to have physical copies of a game, you know, right. and, and for and, you to just say, oh, well, we're not going to offer that to them anymore because, because now they have another way that they can get that game. It's like, that makes no sense. It's just, you know, like they don't belong in the business then. They should just go away. Well, they should, yeah, they <laughs> should have, they should have been out of business because of digital purchases. Because yeah. Microsoft offered, off, when Microsoft offered uh, the play, kind of the play anywhere mentality that if you buy it digitally on Xbox One, you could play it on PC. Well, yeah. there's people who don't want to put their credit card in. So, what if they came to your store to buy the Microsoft points? Yeah. And now, now they now they can't buy. They're gonna take their business every in somewhere else. So that's twenty to sixty some dollars, whatever um, uh, denomination they want. I think it's is that uh, that they want. They're gonna go somewhere else and give them that money to buy it because they don't want to put their credit card in. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I agree with you both guys. I I think it's stupid on their part. I let's see how it affects the business if they regret it or not in the future. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good deal for people who who probably don't even have a lot of places or have to drive far to even get some games. I think this Game Pass is a good service for them where they get a large selection of games uh, and, you know, pay the $10 if they can every month. I mean, this is a good deal. And they're getting free new games so that everybody has a chance who owns the Xbox be able to play that new game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to actually move on because this one threw me literally for a loop. The Square Enix is getting a, uh, the Square Enix Adventures game is getting their own like Avenger developers. Yes, everybody. People from Naughty Dog, Visceral, Sledgehammer, Veterans have been recruited to uh, the Avengers project. So it seems that uh, wow. To, and th- that's really good that you know former Naughty Dog, Visceral, and Sledgehammer are coming up to do it. Uh, Crystal Dynamics has assembled its own heroic team of 15 industry veterans to help develop the Avengers project. Former Naughty Dog creative director Sean Escock is a creative director for Avengers and Stephen Berry who worked for 27 years at Visceral Games is the director of production. Escock was the creative director 
director and wrote Uncharted The Lost Legacy. At Visceral, Barry was director of product development, among other roles, and worked on franchises such as Dead Space. Other new project members, from artists to engineers and animators, come from AAA studios such as Monolith and Sledgehammer Games, as well as people who worked on Batman Arkham Origins and, uh, Origins and Star Wars Battlefront. Not many details have been shared about the Ventures project since last year, but Ron Rosenberg, co-head of studio at Crystal Dynamics, says the game is something that can be played for years to come, and the studio has made tremendous progress. Whew. That's going to be, like, literally amazing. And I feel like they're going to stick... Well, not so much Sony. They're going to stick it to Sony. I think they're going to stick it to EA. Big and Activision. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like this this Avengers project. I mean, it was announced last year, and uh, a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen to Deus Ex and uh, Tomb Raider. And like, you know, we're we're getting a Tomb Raider sequel. That's not a secret. They tweeted it out. You know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the worst kept secret in the industry right now. I think, but uh, in a game, I think we all desperately want. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, it's like they—they're really building a team here because they, I mean, they've got that Disney money. Why not throw it around? You know, I mean, the Avengers is huge, and it's going to be in the cultural zeitgeist for the next probably fifteen to twenty years at least. Uh, so, I mean, why not get the best talent to make sure you have a quality product to make sure that this. A legacy that Marvel's built, like with, in the last like twenty years now or f- ten years, like with the movies and, uh, you know, really making it a prominent part of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Why why not build a, a, a team of of developers to come in and be like, look, we know what we're doing. Let's make the best possible thing about something that everybody loves. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I'm excited okay. for it, man. If it plays if it plays anything like Tomb Raider, like you know, you could do so many different things with with Avengers and like I I know it's probably going to be some sort of co-op multiplayer sort of kind of online style game, but like mm-hmm. there's so many cool things you could do with that, it, like mechanics and stuff that you could pull from Deus Ex and Tomb Raider, like man. I think I think the Avengers project's gonna be really cool and, and I hope it does well for them because I love Crystal Dynamics. I think they do great work obviously in the Tomb Raider reboot that they've done and uh, even before the reboot I thought those games were like at the time they were good Tomb Raider games. Uh, so we'll see, man. I I think it's exciting to see these people and like pulling I think getting uh I forget his name. The guy from Naughty Dog that they just pulled over from uh, Lost Legacy, I think, was a, a great move in terms of like, you know, design, and that was probably one of the best designed games under a year. I mean, say what you will about Uncharted, but using that game's engine and developing a game in less than a year, pretty much a full-fledged right. Uncharted game in less than a year, like that's outstanding. And li- and literally, like Dead Space, could could almost be a carbon copy of Uncharted. 
So mm-hmm. he know so Sean could go there and look at Vistra and be like, okay, you guys made that space. So you know what you could do. We know what you could do. We can help you guys improve on the games that y'all made. Uh-huh. That y'all used to make and, and incorporate it into this adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. So And like Sledgehammer, you know, with with their run of Call of Duty games, like they know how to do some action and some online uh, functionality so they could work some good maps and stuff out yeah yeah it's gonna be cool so i i i think this might be a uh, uh first must have that i don't know even though i don't know what the game is gonna actually be yeah yeah it, the, like yeah just the idea of having like a really really cool uh like Avengers or, you know, just like a superhero game, like where you've got, you know, multiple characters that you can play from and it, you know, like, cause really like in a lot of the games, I, I mean, I guess you had like those, uh, the MMOs or whatever, where it was different, uh, superheroes and things like that. But I would like to see like a, like a real, like, like a big, big title game, like where you can kind of play as the different characters and and uh, yeah and I and I mean you know I I couldn't think of a better a better company to be producing you know a game like that and like because you know with with them they're gonna be really good about doing like a good story and like you know I yeah I'm definitely excited to see what what comes of this. Because it just really, it really sounds interesting to me. Yes. So. Well, I have a feeling we'll see it. Uh, we'll see it earlier before our last topic, <laughs> because Bioware's Anthem got delayed to 2019. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, we're still trying to figure out the next Nintendo Direct. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this story is, is kind of quick. Uh, Bioware's ambitious multiplayer co-op shooter Anthem is now set for 2019, according to a report from Kotaku. The change date comes in the midst of a deep dive report of the new game from the Vernated uh, Studio. The article talks about the immense pressure the developers are under to properly deliver the game, which is apparently Bioware's most ambitious project in the studio's history. The game started in pre-production when Mass Effect director Casey Huston was heading the title before leaving the 2014 returning last year to lead the studio as a whole yes Corey I 100% agree with you good my my only thing is is that it's EA and they work on fiscal years instead of creative projects and the first thing like this game this honestly this game like the rumor is I I mean I don't want to like spread rumors or anything but the rumor is that like this is a make or break game for Bioware, and if Bioware doesn't deliver, they're they're toast. Like they're they're done. And I don't want to see that because I love Mass Effect. I think, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition was was a good game. Like there's a talented studio there, and this this was my fear when EA bought them when they were developing Mass Effect 2. And mm-hmm. you know, EA bought them and they had just EA had just shut down a studio and then uh, they purchased Visceral 
to make Dead Space and uh, Dante's Inferno because they wanted a God of War uh, competitor. Uh, was yeah. it uh and then not was uh parrot not paradigm uh, uh the 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 team that was doing it was uh i i know who it is i i can't think of it though it they, starts with a p yeah it does cuz cuz they made that uh they made time, wasn't it the time splitters team that they bought n- no they they made that uh oh they were doing uh the star wars battlefront three original battlefront three and and they bought them and shut them down i think maybe i'm just remembering this wrong i don't remember but anyways like that they like they shut down studios after they like run them into the ground or they turn them into support studios for call of duty like when was the last time you heard from High Moon Studios who made those great Transformers games, like the Cybertron Transformers games? When was the last right. time you heard from Raven? What when they when they made the Wolverine game for the movie? Like you know, and then they shut down Visceral because the Star Wars project wasn't, you know, on time. And like I get it, like studios have some internal dilemmas and stuff whatever, but like I am so scared that Bioware is going to be shut down because I like Bioware. I like Knights of the Old Republic. I like Mass Effect. I like Dragon Age. Like, I would hate to see a studio. And, and there are people that love that studio for Bioware before those games. It's like, I don't want to see a great studio shut down because they can't make a deadline because of this super ambitious project that EA needs to take on Destiny. Like, that's that's not how it works, man. Like, you you got to give this game time, and and I think Anthem could be great if Bioware was given till next fall, maybe. You know, I would I would love to see this game compete with Destiny in the fall of 2019. But so so Corey, uh, pandemic, pandemic. That was it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so like I would love to see them go head to head with a Destiny expansion in 2019 that fall. And, you know, it, it it just sucks that they're, like, on this deadline. And I don't want to see what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda happen to Anthem because they're on a time crunch and they make them use an engine that's not made for the game they're making. And, you know, it's... Look, I I don't want to bash companies because at the end of the day, it is a business. But at the same time, there are businesses who do things right and still make the money. Like... You look at Rockstar, they make one game every four or five years, and it's huge because they take the time to make the games that... Uh, it, it's it, it's not even that, though. It's that 2K is not involved. 2K is not putting their greedy hands into the development of a Rockstar game. Because people, the CEOs and them, and them at 2K don't know how to make a video game. The, and difference, that goes the for... difference that, yeah, you're right. The difference between EA and somebody like Rockstar or even, even Ubisoft at this point, you know, it's these companies that are putting out quality games are run by uh, artists and and you know professional designers whereas ea is run by suits and shareholders and that's that's what's going to be the downfall of bioware and i i don't want to have to do this show you know a year from now 
14 months from now and we're talking about Bioware shutting down because Anthem didn't deliver. And it, and I don't think it would be... I think that's going to be the problem is that it's not going to be us gamers and it's not going to be Bioware. We're going to realize that EA's hands been in this game. And or, once well, that... Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Well, and I was going to say, but, you know, I, like, feel, though, at some point, like, you got to ask yourself, would it be better... If they got out of uh, the abusive relationship with EA and yeah, and was, went somewhere else, I was and, thinking the same thing. Jesse, you know, where, like what if what if they shut down Bioware, but then like the people who are the head of Bioware open a new studio and become independent again, and then become the Bioware of old. That's what's yeah. going to happen. We we heard a lot of stories of people who have who had their studios closed, and then four or five months down the line, they have reemerged re- with their own studio, or they they left that studio and uh, reemerged as a new studio. Like look at the people who made Bioshock Infinite. Like when that got when they left there and they got closed, they went and formed their own independent studio, and that's yeah. what everybody will want from. Uh, everybody will want from Bioware. They were just like, if Anthem doesn't sell and they get close, we still want you guys to make another game, but we don't want you to be under the monarch of EA. Because we'll find out if they leave in Bio in the old force of Bioware made a new, new develop, uh, new uh, studio, and they was publishing their own games and developing. People are going to jump on them and make them money because mm-hmm. yeah. EA is not connected to them. Yeah. And I yeah. and, and I understand like a lot of old Bioware is gone, and a lot of the team that we liked from Mass Effect One and uh, some of those older games are are gone. But like mm-hmm. Casey Hudson's still there. A lot of that core team like is still there, and it's it just I don't want to see people lose their jobs because someone's being greedy. You know, like it's it's right. just not yeah. like it's not fair. You know, and and it sucks because like this this industry is so we love this industry so much, but like it's that it's so unstable in terms of like jobs and stuff. It just sucks to see a studio that is great lose out because somebody's being greedy at EA. Yeah, yeah. and I I I just feel like none of you. Them studio heads at EA can't do anything, and I, was, I hate to say this, but Nintendo. They cannot be Nintendo because even though there are some head people at Nintendo who are CEOs and stuff, they have helped make games. They have helped market games. They have pitched ideas. They have their heads in Nintendo games that has been a success because they took part in that from the time that they started into where they got in now. You like even look up at what Kimishima did. I mean, you like even. Oh, go ahead. You look. You look at like you even look at Activision too. Like Bobby Kotick came from selling like potato chips and laundry detergent to run Activision because he knows how to sell products in bulk and how to market products to people who need to buy a lot of product. You know, like he didn't come from gaming background. He came from running. Potato chips and it—it's just like they get these people in there, and that's why Activision, like you know, I'm not I'm not counting Blizzard in this because I think Blizzard is like 
I think Blizzard is on another level in terms of development. Right. But like that's why they that's why they only have Call of Duty and Skylanders like every other year now and and you know, now Destiny. Like they have they put out like three products a year because it makes them the most money with the least amount of quote unquote effort. <laughs> you know? So Right. Uh, it just mm. I don't know. There's studios that do it right. I I think Ubisoft does a lot where like, yeah, they have their games of service, but their portfolio is pretty diversified in terms of what they put out. Uh, Nintendo Blizzard is like the other one I like to point at where like they, they have these quality games that, you know, yeah, maybe they're not full $60 releases, but they, they offer you things like Overwatch is a great example where like it's a $40 game. And they offer you, they do loot boxes the right way, you know, nothing affects gameplay, nothing affects, like, it's all cosmetic stuff, and it's a fun game. It's a very high-quality, fun game that's not broken, so. Right. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I think, oh, go ahead, Jesse. I, I was just going to say, I think, I think the thing is, is, you know, <clears throat> it's, it couldn't be more obvious that EA seems to only care about money and all these these other people that we're talking about like nintendo and ubisoft they're they're in in it for the legacy like they're they you know want to make a name and be proud of the products that they're releasing and not just be an uh, you know look at games as another way to try to make more money and you know and that's the thing is like it doesn't take much to just, you know, have respect for the people who are making games and trying to make you money. And it just seems to be that EA doesn't understand that, that, you know, back and forth respect, you know, between the people who are trying to do these things that you don't know how to do that are making you the money. You know, it's, it's unfortunate and that's why you know it's you hate to see it go but sometimes it's like how much how how much of that that abuse and that that like neglect or whatever you want to call it is worth mm-hmm. worth you know the money that you you know and and <clears throat> at what point do these people that are working for EA lose interest in what they're doing because they're not really getting to really enjoy it the way that they maybe would would like to be, you know, doing doing what they do, you I, know. I, so, I think I can answer a little bit of that. Everybody, most of the studios at EA is not Dice. Yeah, you you literally see how much love that Dice gets from EA. Um, I'm not talking about their sports games. I'm just talking about everything, everything else. And I think what EA's relationship was with BioWare when they did Mass Effect Two started off good, yeah. but then I then down sometime down the line, all of that changed. And I I think for us is that we would really be hurt if something happens to BioWare. We're yeah. already you. It's crazy that people already have concerns about what's happening at Respawn. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they're, in the next, they're in the next studio. If Titanfall three doesn't perform, like they're lucky they have a Star Wars game in development. But at the same time, it's like if Titanfall three doesn't 
uh, perform, what happens to Respawn? Are they just going to be, you know, I mean, they already went through this whole thing with Activision. Like, right. I mean, this is technically their third time around. You know, they old EA kind of screwed them out of Medal of Honor, so they went to Activision to make Call of Duty, which was, you know, essentially this same game, just in a different, like, it, it's just like they made a competitor to Medal of Honor. And then Activision, you know, tried to screw them over again, and now they're back at EA doing <laughs> Titanfall. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like Respawn a lot. I, I like Titanfall. I I wish, like, like any other game, I wish I had more time to play games like that. Like, I wish I had more time to spend in Titanfall, just like I <laughs> wish I had more time to play Halo and Overwatch and stuff. But, like... Right. And, like, as for me being an Xbox player, I really wish Microsoft would have bought BioWare and Respawn. I literally I'm, thought... I mean, I know, like... I really think Microsoft should have bought Bioware back when Mass Effect One was uh back when Mass Effect was exclusive to Xbox. A lot of people mm -hmm. forget Microsoft published Mass Effect One, and that was Microsoft that published was a lot of Bioware's titles. Yeah, like they published uh well, Lucas Arts technically published Knights of the Republic, but Microsoft helped fund that game, and right. uh, you they know, published Jade, Jade Empire. Jade Empire. Yeah, so like. I mean, it, it's man. I can't believe they didn't buy Bioware back then, but like now, I could see Microsoft. Like, I'm kind of surprised Microsoft didn't try to buy Respawn, except for the simple fact that they already have a first-person shooter franchise. Two of them, technically, mm -hmm. if you count Perfect Dark. But like, I still think Perfect Dark going in a different direction. I still feel that way. At least I yeah. want to. <laughs> I, I sometimes I wonder if though maybe what happened with respawn is Microsoft um, maybe seen seen that um, that that uh, Titanfall had had a lot of of uh, like a, had had a lot of ambition or just had was was gonna be a good game and they maybe like wanted them to be able to sell the game on all systems and make more money off of it. Like, you know, like, cause I mean, sure. They, they, I'm sure like part of them would have loved to have grabbed them and, and, you know, pick them up and, and it only be exclusive to Xbox. But at the same time, like I, f I feel like maybe they just would wanted them to be able to make more money. Well, it, like, it was the, it, it was the fact that, Respawn had that Call of Duty attachment to it that the yeah. makers of that Call of Duty franchise had left and now were making their own game. And yeah. what better way to get people who love the Call of Duty franchise? Let's get them on exclusively to Xbox. Yeah. Um, because we got the original developers. We don't got no copycats or people from other um other developers try to make a similar Call of Duty without it being yeah. from the actual developers. So Microsoft jumped on the name thing, uh, in yeah. my opinion. And yeah. I, I think because it not being not having no single player, Respawn just kind of had to learn. They didn't know that you know they they're thinking that first person shooters because it was such a big uh, big genre and it was 
guaranteeing people sales. Microsoft, just like you said, Jesse, probably thought that they would get more sales from that way. But for something to be multiplayer online and that and that kind of getting old and boring, like with no new updates and stuff, people were just like, well, why? What was the, what would be the purpose? Because if I'm a person who loves first person shooters, but when I'm playing a single player campaign, I can't play it on this on this game. Yeah, you know the wall running was fantastic. Is fantastic, but that's one part of a uh, of that game. Yeah, yeah. So, well, everybody, we did have Arsenal exchange, but I think we've been going a little bit longer. <laughs> and <laughs> our title and our kind of question kind of was already discussed when we talked about the game pass thing. So we're gonna let you guys go. We think, hope that you guys I think we should save that exchange for an expansion pass and for a future yeah, expansion that would, pass. Okay. Yeah, that would that would probably be a good idea to yeah. do that. We need to <laughs> we need to record some of those soon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that later on this week or sometime because it's late. <laughs> yeah. So uh so Jesse, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at sub underscore humanist. Corey, we can find you at. You can find me at Corey and HD on Instagram and uh, what's the other one? Twitter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can also check out Optional Opinion on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. We do have a winner for the expansion pass uh, episode, but. You guys will have to wait and see who our winner is. But we do want to thank you guys for uh, sending us your questions. And uh, when we give out that winner uh, episode, you will know who won. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can email ArsenalX at ArsenalXPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at ArsenalX on Facebook. ArsenalX Podcast or ArsenalX Facebook page. Facebook.com. Slash group slash Arsenal X podcast. Sorry, I, I gotta get that down too. Uh, we do have a Twitter at. I like how Ed, Ed apologizes to me like I'm gonna beat him up for getting it wrong after the show. Because, because you know what the bad, because the bad thing I let Corey do all the plugs for this stuff, even though I'm supposed to be the host and I'm supposed to be doing all of this stuff. I mean, I don't even care at this point. I'm so tired. It's like two o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is. And this is the third podcast we recorded today. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so follow us at Twitter at Arsenal at Arsenal X Podcast. Yeah. Which is Arsenal X at Arsenal, Arsenal X Podcast. Podcast. Yes. Uh, follow us Instagram by the way. Too. Oh, uh, Instagram at Arsenal X Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I will have more of this down, everybody. I apologize. I my mind is focused that I did notes and I didn't do no kind of thing for plugs. I, <laughs> I I'm getting better. I am learning. I'm supposed to be a professional host. Sometimes professional hosts make mistakes. Hey, you know what? I need to be better on social media. I haven't been like doing great in posting. And <laughs> oh, stuff either. yes, everybody. Please check out the trailer that Corey has posted out. Give you an idea of who NGR Nurse Gone Radio is. Uh, we will be posting it again in our Facebook page. And if you guys like it, uh, subscribe to our uh, Nurse Gone Rogue Radio on uh, YouTube. And also, if you want to share the video also in your groups, share 
you know, show them our content. Uh, we welcome all you new listeners and all you uh, new viewers. Uh, we, we're trying to get to 500. Thank you, everybody, for helping us just get us to that 100 subscription. Uh, give your side. Yeah. You know, we can now say you can follow us at youtube.com slash NGR radio. Yay. <laughs> Another plug. <laughs> well, it's better so, than like, oh, um, just search this on youtube we might show up so <laughs> yes uh, we do have an arsenal x community also on xbox one uh so we're gonna try to get that more posted up too uh because we do yeah. want to play with you guys too halo and sea of thieves definitely sea of thieves we are going yes searching for crews so come join the xbox community i'm super excited yes. for that especially to like I'm... start streaming it so like yeah so twitch.tv slash ngr radio we're gonna stream some sea of thieves and stuff so. yes yeah yeah <laughs> so with that everybody as always we gotta throw up the x one more time ah, i like that kind of like the crossbones <laughs> yes because <laughs> we're about to exit out here on arsenal x have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great week. Weekend. Whenever you check this podcast out. And with that, everybody, we are out. Woo. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>